Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 81 of UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak, MUFON field investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. Today, we have very special guests. We have Shane Frakes, who is a friend and, co- and colleague with UAP Medical Coalition. We'll be talking about his recent visits to Roswell, New Mexico, for all the different conferences that have been going on recently, and we'll also get into his experiences. Um, so we have a lot to go over today, so strap on them seatbelts, we're going for a ride. Welcome to episode 81 of UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak, MUFON field investigator in the state of Pennsylvania, city of Philadelphia. And today's episode is sponsored by K&P Expressive Events. Uh, they, held, they hold new monthly events every month, which you can go check out over at our website at ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. Today we're sitting down with special guest Shane Frakes, a colleague and a friend over at UAP Medical Coalition. Shane, how are you doing today? Good, Jesse. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Uh, I've been waiting to do this conversation with you, uh, kind of learn about your experiences, and uh, I'm happy that you're coming on to share them today. Hey, thank you for having me. It's uh, it's kind of nice to be able to talk about them. Actually, that's one of the ways that ended up saving my life, right? Coming to UFO Twitter, going on podcasts, talking to spaces about my experiences. So it's cool to be here and let other people know this stuff exists. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it not only helps you, it helps other people, like you said. So it's it's kind of good to get that stuff off your chest and, and be able to talk to somebody that is in the same field, you know what I mean? Kind of understands it as well. So I completely agree. Um, so you want to start off, I guess, telling me how you got involved into UFOlogy. Was it an experience or was it something that you got into first and then you had your experience? What exactly happened? Well, that's a long, windy and terrifying road. But here, let me start at the beginning. So <laughs> tech, uh, I was uh, active duty. I served uh, September after my first base, September 9th, 2001. First duty day was September 11th. And then I uh, served three tours. Uh, I'm a decorated combat veteran. 2010, I got out. I had started getting sick before I left, but I wasn't aware what sick was. And about 35, 36, man, did I get sick. And then I started self-medicating and I ended up being a homeless addict, right? 35, 36 and walked away from my family. My family and Wounded Warrior kind of stepped in, pulled my ass too, right? I've been clean since 2017. I'm a, you know, I'm a big advocate for Wounded Warrior, mental health and all those things now. Right. But in 2020, I left uh, care for the last time for my mental health, some more mental health stuff, PTSD, a son of a gun, anxiety, all these other things. Um, pandemic happened right after I left for the last time. I thought, you know, just like anyone who's kicking, you know, all these different things, I, this is different. I'm going to make it. It was hell. There was no VA. There was nobody. Everybody knows what it was like, you know, pandemic. But I, I spent a lot of time outdoors because just so happens previously, I spent a lot of time indoors forcibly either jail or institutions right right so i'd be outside and just staring at the stars trying to figure out what the you know kind of wiling out kind of figure out why me why now why why does this shit have to keep happening and um i i started out kind of i would see a flash and i'd kind of pay attention and i'm an air force guy i actually love plane spotting and see if i can tell by engines or the undercarriage shadow things like that see what they are and I saw one flash and I'm looking around and then it hit me again. And the second time though, I noticed that it, it looked like it went from one eye to the other first, almost like it swept. And I was like, well, that makes no sense. So as I'm, I'm kind of 
doing this daily. And I'm, I'm just so intrigued by what the hell this light is that's hitting me. And I can clearly see now that it's going one eye to the other. You know, and, and it's almost like it's playing hide and seek. So I, as this would happen, you don't see anything else on it and it's just gone. And then it hits you from somewhere else and you can kind of get a glimpse of where it's at. So this was uh, one of the reasons I actually started taking photography and videography I, I, because of this. I was going to figure it out, right? right There's not a lot right. else to do. So I spent so much time outdoors with just basic stuff. You know, you start with little and waiting and nothing waiting and nothing and then i just kind of chilled out for a bit and came in i, I remember not spending as much time outside because i thought i was crazy because i couldn't get them on video and i didn't know what it was because I, I didn't i wasn't a fan didn't know what aliens were didn't know what et was nhi none of this stuff and i skipped i think i spent went up to the mountains this during the summer so i didn't i wasn't going as crazy then because we we got an rv and i was able to go up to the mountains and it was kind of nice to get away and i wouldn't just spend all my time outdoors so i really hadn't seen anything in a little bit and when i was in the mountains i was out um i can't remember where i was at exactly um up near i think it was up near rainier and i remember seeing what looked like a self-contained light source but i i mean by that light wasn't casting everywhere and you could almost faintly see it and I couldn't make out what it was but it was darting to and fro and it was moving and I always used to say tadpole I'll say biologically a fish it was it looked to go side to side to move forward clearly and I kept and I, I was I getting some you know recordings of it and it's just crappy lights in the sky type stuff as most people when they start out they don't know what to get and all these other things yep. <laughs> and i uh i remember the very next day i went out to my to the river i and i i was standing there and i started looking around all of a sudden i started seeing gold everywhere and i'm like wait this is gold right and no one would believe me i was like this is this is gold and um Next thing I know, I'm just carting pounds of rocks home, right? There's a reason I'm telling this story. So I became obsessed with this stuff, prospecting. I'm a full-on prospector now. But that's the first place that I ever saw my stuff. And it was right after that. And it was continuous from then on. I'd see every time I go to the mountains or at home, I'd see the same thing, the little biologically moving thing. And then that graduated to just being outside and seeing random events such as, sorry, one second here. No problem. Yeah, I've seen the pictures that you had up there of you uh, painting some gold. That was pretty neat. Yeah, sorry about that. I should have turned that off. But uh, yeah, I ended up panning for gold a lot. But when I was at home, I spent so much time freaking outside now. I was obsessed, okay? And that's all I thought about was, okay, I'm going to catch this. It was either gold or NHI. Right. So that's all I thought about. Every day I was crushing rocks and looking <laughs> up at the sky. And I'm not getting, and that's part of the reason I ended up started getting in shape, carrying, crushing, and all this type of stuff. I was obsessed with both, and they both were kind of interchangeable. And I got so good at one that I could find them anywhere else, and I got so good at the other I could find them anywhere else, right? right. And it made no sense because at the time I'm still not where – Everybody else is on UAPs. Matter of fact, I started talking about people stalking me with drones. 
And that did not do me any favors being mental health advocate that I am now, right? Because what sense does it make that someone want to stalk me with all these drones everywhere that I went? And it doesn't make sense. And I'd record them and I'd show people. And because I didn't know how to record them properly, it just looked like stars, lights in the sky. And I get all this, but it was a tough sell to be your best self and trying to figure out what's going on, these things all around you. And it's every day, all the time, sometimes during the day. And I'd record them. I record them a lot. And I, I guess I'm not saying that because, again, lights in the sky on, on a high-end phone, it's just lights in the sky. They're pretty clear-looking orbs and things like that. But most of the time, seeing them, it looks so different than what's on the film, you know, or what, what comes back. Absolutely. You know, Gary Nolan talks about that. Yeah. Um, I'd see... Well, it looks like someone struck a match and it went straight up. I'm watching it biologically move side to side and it was close. I'm like, that makes no sense. And so these things in the sky, and I'm going to, I'll call them, um, I don't know, the, the white light is what I'll call them. These were these dull white lights that were moving around that I, they're always everywhere at all times with me. I, I have kept selling myself on it. Was it a human stalking me? or I'm missing something on satellites and stuff because I could do the apps and all this and it was nothing. But the problem was these things were going different directions at different altitudes constantly, right? And everywhere I was at. And so I get these videos of these things and I'd enhance them and they do weird stuff. Like, and again, most people don't give a crap, but you're seeing it right between, like I'd have an experience where I'm watching it and my, with my eyes move across the sky quickly. And I've got it on my camera and I'm looking at it, and then it disappears on my camera, but I'm still looking at it, and it's still moving across the sky. I'm like, what's going on here? Really? So, Yeah, so then I go back, and I enhance it just a little. It's there. It's got a shadow over it. You see it go poof, and it's still moving just like it was. There's a slight shadow. It seems like active camouflage or something to me, right? And it makes a little sense, and I've also had the opposite experience just recently with my friend Toby. I see E5 down in Roswell, and the thing we couldn't see with our eyes, but it was on my screen. I'd go to record it. Wouldn't let us record it. Toby's like, what's going on? And it kept killing my, my actual high-end camera. And so here I am looking at the sky. Where is that? No lights. And all you see is there's two lights separated by a good distance. One's doing some random craziness, just one color disappearing. The other's up there doing a slower one. And me and Toby are perplexed, right? Same thing there. So I can't figure out what's going on at the time because I have not yet stumbled into, I guess you would say, UAPs. Um, I was losing my shit, actually, at the time. And these, the, the experience kept progressing, and I kept seeing new things, recording new things, and I thought, what in the world is going on? And then one day, thank, thank the Lou is what I'm going to say. I saw an interview. <laughs> And I don't care what people say. There's several people I owe kind of owe my life to because of my this experience type shit. Lou's kind of one of them, man. And then I saw him and I'm like, wait, what's going on? So then I picked up Leslie Keene's book. Okay. And that's the first thing. My first thing was that book. Uh, you, it was uh, UFOs. Generals and pilots. Yes, thank yeah. you for saving me on that, brother. <laughs> Amazing book. And I've, I've read it several times. And then I went to Skinwalker Ranch book. Um, Hunt for the Skinwalker. Okay. The next one. And that 
actually kind of triggered some of my things. Like, oh, that was my book moment, like D.W. Pasolka talks about. Yeah. So that's when I was like, wait, wait. So I had like these orbs, clearly. I thought, you know, that's what was confusing me. To have something 500 to 1,000 feet that you can record that close and that that close, but you're not hearing nothing, seeing anything else, and it just looks like a ball of plasma or something. What explanation? At first, it was all lightning, but then it was all the time. So it's, okay, that makes no sense. But then I read that book, and I started to go, oh. And then there's a part that hits me. They talk about a scene. Uh, there's a part where there's this active, there's something that they see, right? And it's hiding in the active camouflage, like I kind of talked about earlier. Right. There was an instant. This is I'm gonna talk about this anywhere. I'll talk about this here though for the first time. So, um, like I said, as someone with a mental health past, there's very I, I'm smart enough to know read your audience, and you got to be careful. But I, I, I'm far enough along that I, I'm well ready. And so I was in my room December 17th, I think two years ago. I just recorded. I didn't know what it was like it danger close or and it, I couldn't figure out if it was moving but the reason I couldn't figure out it was moving I was recording it and it, it was coming at me and it's moving you know as time progresses it should be good if it's a star going upward in the sky or whatever and it's 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 in front of some tree branches and things like that and I don't notice this till later on my my camera I'm like wait how is that in front of that tree how's that moving down towards the earth? so I'm I'm sitting there I'm kind of laying in my chair I'm half asleep I'm thinking open my eyes and as I'm, I'm looking there I'm wondering what the hell did I just see and I swear to you I all of a sudden my eyes kind of focus in right in front of me maybe two inches in front of me and there I could see clearly there's two different darks there's dark and there's what looks like some manufactured dark but it's close like two inches from me so my eyes shift to the left a little bit I'm kind of perplexed i'm like oh my eyes are probably messed up and i swear it moved <laughs> and i jumped and i i grabbed my tried to turn my light on and i couldn't get to my light and i panicked and i ran upstairs and and i had fallen asleep downstairs watching tv i was about to break into the room just freaking out but i didn't want to freak everybody out and i was like all right let's let's not talk i actually ended up uh, self-submitting a psyche bell after that because i still didn't know what was going on <laughs> so the thing is I know now, and then when we do UAP Med is we you can't right now we're in a situation you couldn't talk about it even if it was real. So yeah, it was brutal. So I learned I had to shut up because I was starting to get. I knew it was just the basic. You're gonna be locked up, dude. They're gonna be giving you medication. This stuff, you know, it didn't matter what I showed people. To have, show a doctor, your your recordings, clearly anomalous, and for them to look. And still try to refer you for stuff. Yeah, it's man, like, is wild. It's insane. It's like it. It almost makes you even more insane. Like, what is going? You know, what is going on here? And then you really so, start questioning yourself even more. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, that was probably one of. I'm still coming to terms with a lot of my stuff, but the experience just kept progressing, and from there. I'd be outside and I started sharing it with family and stuff like that, but no one cared. Another thing that bugged me, <laughs> no one cared. And I, they just seemed to be like, you know, it's, it's prosaic or whatever, just like society still is. 
and I'd share it with neighbors, everybody. And it was just always there. And then I ended up, as I'm reading these books, Skidmark of the Pentagon, things like that, I cannot remember where it was that I, I think it might have been Lou again, because I'm a big fan, so it was everything Lou at the time, mentioned UFO Twitter somewhere. <laughs> and I said, wait, what's UFO Twitter? And I don't have, I didn't know, do social media at all at the time. So I stumbled on the UFO Twitter. Lo and behold, it's this messed up group of weirdos who... Quite a few of them just happen to be just like me trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And quite a few of them know, you know, they do some research and they're MUFON investigators. And I'm like, this is cool stuff. So I, it's just a cascading series of events after that of meeting people and showing my videos and getting a little, I'm getting some um, validation, right? Absolutely. Um, and I kept doing it, but now I was obsessed with getting the best videos of them. And I was always outside doing, you know, but it's hard to do because the thing I like to tell people is we're like, well, you should get better video. Yeah. Let me set up an appointment. Yeah. Right. Cause I can, I can tell you from my experience, they play games, they know what's up. They mess with your shit or tag, whatever you want to call it. I'll sit there for hours, nothing. And I'll go, start to walk inside and there they are. And it happens all the time. So yep. it's like, all right, this, this is silly. So that's part of the thing right there. You know, it's just like, this is, I don't know what's going on because I'm seeing interaction without knowing I'm interacting. And I spend more, more time reading about it, right? I, I don't watch TV. I don't watch movies, nothing anymore. Matter of fact, I'm changed so much because of my experience. I have to make myself take breaks from UAP because they, I'm all UAP all the time. As you know, I got like three podcasts, yeah, man. inventions all the time and read nonstop about it, but it kind of tears my brain away. Right. Just like anyone, it's a dark, deep rabbit hole. So, um, I, I know the more I read, the more I realized, I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, and because unlike let me tell people this real quick too. Before you start sharing your experiences, read a room. We talk about this in UAP Med because not everybody's on board. And I started getting harassed, like hardcore harassed by a town full of people who I didn't quite understand, but none of that really matters. <laughs> the point is they were, and I, so then I was all of a sudden dealing with this wild ass experience with people who are now putting drones up and messing with me in other ways. And I was having no doctor to help me, I guess say differentiate between reality and what wasn't. And then everything became aliens or them. And then, so I looked like, a, I, I know I looked and sounded like schizophrenic, but things were actually, you know, going on. And right. I couldn't get anyone to help or believe me. You know why? Because if I was just talking about harassment, they probably would have helped. I was talking about UFOs too. So they just thought I was crazy. And so that point was when I actually, I posted a pin on my, if you go to my Twitter, there's a pin tweet with all my military stuff. That's kind of like a suicide note, right? I wanted, I just kind of wanted the world to know I wasn't always a turd. You know, I didn't, I burned my life down. I was decorated, you know, outstanding unit with valor. I, I, I wasn't always that way. And but then after an assault, uh, one of my best friends, this is so stupid too. 
who happens to be Richard Butt, who I do not know people, so don't ask me, just because we inter I interact, you know, he reached out and him and um, Pliskin on there. And then it was nice to have someone kind of get it, veterans, and, and it was, so it, that helped me out of a, one of my worst situations ever. And then Diana Pasolka reached out to me to have her in one of her classes. Wow, how about that? Just, man, that healed the heck out of me, man. It, it, you know, to feel like included, connected? Yeah. That's part of that PTSD thing. When you came out, you know, that loneliness, and all of a sudden, here I am. I guess you call it the church of ufology, bringing me in and <laughs> being kind and accepting and, and don't get me wrong, sick people and there's people that are angry and that's oh, just like yeah. all the world. I used that's to be everything. that guy. Right. So, yeah, so all these people have done nothing but help me. I have a hard time when people talk shit about people on UFO Twitter because everyone on UFO Twitter, I, there's not many and I'm, I can be a jerk sometimes and stuff like that that I haven't taken something from. Um, shit, Jeff Knox, He's got me so much research, and I, I never thought I'd say I'm, I'm a researcher, but that's all I love to do. I mean, that's all I love to do. And, you know, I met UFO Joe, you know, all these other people that I take all stuff from, right? How to, One of the most important things I guess I took from Joe is you can't lock into a corner, right? You can't just say it's this. Don't listen to whatever it is, all these things. So I start reading these kind of books, and that's probably one of the best things I did, just my variation of reading and because my understanding of the of the phenomenon is I say pretty good because I can say that I have no clue what's going on like everyone else. It's wilder than I ever thought. Yeah, man. And so as I'm reading these things, I'm finding out. So I think it was, was it UAP Med? Yeah, we were in a meeting, right? UAP Med, because I ended up Ted Rose, a good friend. He helped save my life. Uh I, he's some of these people, I didn't even know who these people were that were being so kind to me, but they were friends, and it was cool as hell. And I was in a UAP med meeting when Ron Westrom mentioned, mentioned Yakima Valley, which is where I live. And I thought, wait, what? And he mentioned Balls of Light, which is what I record. So I went and found the book he was talking about, some information. And I was like, wow, this is crazier. And then and Jeff started helping me find more and more information about Yakima, Washington, Oregon, all this type of stuff. And I was just kind of doing that head first. And um, I ended up meeting one of my better, best friends, Mike, from Mind Escape. And he's, you know, he's positive vibes, saw me doing spaces because that's where I used to love to talk. It was kind of therapeutic to hold spaces and just run them so that people experience your sessions, whatever people wanted to do, talk about, keep them respectful and on topic. Right. And the, that graduated to question and answer form type stuff. And then some of the smarter people I've ever met are from these spaces because that's what we do all day, all the time at the time was talk about this subject. And Mike asked me if I wanted to help with this podcast, be on it. And he said, and I said, absolutely, you know. And then my buddy, my best buddy Toby reaches out to me because my prospect <laughs> and stuff, hey, we should do a podcast together. So I grabbed Mike, so let's do a UFO one. And we tagged, we didn't even tell Roswell Daily Record at the time. We're like, we're gonna put their name on it but sarah lee the owner they're so cool too so we ended up doing the roswell ufo symposium which we're still doing we just had a break for a little bit and the more i did and then i ended up on military witness to uap with shannon scott and rob Heatherly. the more i did the more i talked it was like oh this is cool I, you know i'm starting to feel better about it the more i learned right yeah gives you a belonging makes, you know absolutely and i i take long breaks from going outside because at the time, while saved and feeling better, I was still, I think I just 
went to treatment at a, with another wounded warrior care because I had some pretty severe PTSD from my experience. And I figured maybe if I told wounded warrior it was for something else, it'd take care of it. And that's not the case. Like, I'm not scared of what's here, but my experience was such that I go places and memories get triggered of events then when I didn't know what it was and how low I was. And it's brutal. And because I got tools, I know what PTSD symptoms are and all this. So it's wild. And that's why we, again, do UAP men. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I guess I'd spend a lot of time. I don't think shit. I can't remember the last time I'd really went outside to look for anything until I went to Roswell again, because I take sporadic breaks. I knew they're there. I didn't care what people thought. I could tell, you know, how wild it is to tell people, yeah, I've seen one right. almost every day, all the time, everywhere I go. And because it sounds wild, so I didn't talk about it. But down in Roswell, I've been stupid and had a beer and said, hey, Toby, you want to see one? One night, second night, did it again with like seven people out at the, and they saw and witnessed uh, the exact same thing that started for me, those little biological things. And I was calling, it'll come from this way, this, it'll do this, like, I, you know, left and right. And I don't understand what it is, but by talking about it and doing the research and on it, right? Um, that's the stuff that kind of started helping me quite a bit. Toby and I, we doing this podcast. I'm meeting individuals. I found out that I love going to conventions, <laughs> I go to conventions, and I meet people and we talk. And right. It's, it's all cathartic, it's great, right? So let's go. Let's take a break and then we'll, we'll talk about the the conferences because that was a big thing awesome. you're, you're doing. So uh, definitely want to hear about that and the interviews right, you've done and, and some of the CE5 stuff because I'm into that. Man. So right on, Jesse. <laughs> definitely Thank want to hear about it. Um, so we're going to go ahead and take our break. And uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll dive in deep. All right. UFO Encounters Worldwide has an official website for the podcast. You can go to ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com to go check out our website. There's articles on the UFO phenomenon. You could follow my travels, see where I've been, and what conferences are coming up. That's again, ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. UFO Encounters Worldwide would like to present K&P Expressive Events, which is an event planning company serving Philadelphia and the tri-state area. They host new, fun-themed events each month, so if you love music, art, anime, or even UFOs, keep checking for our events each month, and we hope to see you there soon. Check the UFO Encounters Worldwide website in the events section for new events monthly from K&P Expressive Events. For the first time this year on May 20th, 2023, we'll be holding the first annual Philadelphia UFO Exposure Con. We have seven amazing speakers, including Joe Foster, Robert Spearing, George Filer, Frank Chili, Eric Mantell, Bill Burns, and Tom Carey. We'll also be holding a Q&A at the end of the day. We'll have dinner buffet, a light lunch hors d'oeuvres, book signings, merchandise, 
and a cash bar. So come on out on May 20th, 2023 from 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can order your tickets in the description of the episode below. We hope to see you there. UFO Encounters Worldwide wants to hear from you. Have an experience or a sighting you want to share? Contact your host, Jesse Peak, at UFO Encounters Worldwide at gmail.com today. UFO Encounters Worldwide would like to announce our brand new home at the UNX Network. Listen to us every Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time to hear UFO Encounters Worldwide podcast. That's on the UNX Network. Looking for some new swag? UFO Encounters Worldwide now has an official swag store. You can go to storefrontier.com slash UFO Encounters Worldwide. It'll take you directly to our new swag store where you can get hoodies, sweatpants, t-shirts, and more. Also, we also sell brand new stickers and pins. Just DM me anytime and we'll get you all set up. Again, for the official swag store, that's storefrontier.com slash UFO Encounters Worldwide. All right, welcome to the second half of episode 81. We're sitting down with our good friend, Shane Frakes. Um, so recently, you've been doing a lot of uh, visiting in Roswell, New Mexico, uh, one of the most famous UFO destinations in the world. Um, and uh, the first conference you went to, uh, I believe it was, what, UFO Expo or Alien Con? Yeah, it was. One of them. Yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a bunch of them going on right yeah, now. So. But, uh, it's actually, you know, continuing with the Cascade series events, you know, I reading books, you know, researching and then Toby and I started writing for Roswell Daily Record where he's a reporter and I'm a reporter currently about the UAP topic. We started writing for him. I'd been researching crash retrievals in this topic. So I said, well, hell yeah. His, uh, the owner, one of the owners, we went to Alien Con and Press Pass, Sarah Lee and her husband, Packy. Amazing. So my nice, family, right? Nice. Love these individuals they are family so i went there and the plan was to go to roswell afterwards specifically because we were invested doing a whole roswell incident investigation again right we we were going to write a paper or article about it because we were there, we're allowed to write about anything uap related and it's all related in my opinion but that specifically because i've been reading and stuff there's a lot of crap out there and there's a lot of stuff out there that's legit right but how do you know in between and once I guess I had it in my head. I thought I knew we had crash retrievals, but since it was Roswell, I figured our first big article would be Roswell incident. Specifically, we both decided that. And so he, Toby went, went back himself and he, uh, he went through some old stuff, been going through archives and stuff for us so that when I got down there, we could do some research. And so we first went to alien con where I was super psyched because again, Jay Stratton was there. Uh, Dr. Taylor was there, Dr. Nolan, um, all these individuals, right? Tons of them that we met. Uh, but I knew that I'd be meeting up with uh, John and his mustache. 
<laughs> so a lot of us met up there and that was the main main part so we we were up there and we kind of because we were pressed we got to take photos videos ask questions and do interviews That's and I, awesome. so we specifically specifically because of we have this ability this platform the roswell daily record to write about this so we chose to ask all these individuals about either crash retrievals or after effects because we were doing deep dives on both and investigations because we we're basically going to let the world know hey this stuff's real don't take our words for it here's the literature here's the doctor's sign you know blah 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 because it's super important as someone who had PTSD from my experience, just needed a doctor or whatever, you know, and there's other people that need medical care because of, you know, Dr. Yeah. Kit Green talks about this. There's all kinds of people that have had, we'll say in some form of an, or another health, Dr. Dr. Heineck in the, I think it's the experiencer, the, oh, I think the book about the experiencer, right? He talks about after effects in there. And there, there's so much literature out there. You've got I know people don't want to hear Cash Landrum, but Cash Landrum, yeah. you have, um, here's a good one, Randall, uh, Randall from Forest, Burroughs, yeah. that's a thing. It was on our podcast. So we were able to write about this. I thought we deep dive. We, we did the, I guess, the whole news thing, but it was the connections, talking to other individuals. The most important, most fun thing for me is connecting with individuals and talking UAP in person, just BSing about it because it's fun anyway. And like I said, it's cool to connect with people that had the same kind of hobbies and stuff. So we ended up meeting um, Jay, interviewing Dr. Taylor, Thomas uh, Winterton. Let's see, I got to interview Nick Pope. Nice. And we also met um, the executives at A&E, uh, a, well, a couple of people are running it in history and they were so nice. And then I found out we were talking because I'm a Wounded Warrior alumni. And their their networks obviously they're huge supporters of it. And we start talking in it because one of the things that used to kill me being better was the grief and guilt of I'm better and I'm sitting on my butt and I know I have brothers and sisters that aren't. What is my little butt with no platform gonna do? So these people, these big people, Dr. Taylor, Brandon Frugal, uh Skinwalker Ranch, anyone that does that, right, gives back. I do fundraisers all the time for anybody that knows that spaces and stuff for a reason. I owe them a debt. I'll still be using them. I'll never pay that debt off, but I can do my best. And so seeing these people, we got to interact with them. And that told me another thing. People like to cry, complain, and hate on each other for events. And But the whole point of these events is not what you think. The connections are an amazing part, but it's the ability to make these connections and positive things that come out of these connections. That's Not right. everything's bad that's out there. You can pull good stuff out of there. So it's important to have people like Dr. Taylor, uh, uh, Dr. Nolan, Jay, all these people go to these events and talk and bring bring in some of the uh, security aspects or the, the scientific aspects of that. So as we're there, we're getting these wonderful interviews, meeting people, talking, and it, it's it was kind of fun. I think the last night we uh, we had a little powwow and ate and kind of said our goodbyes and I was on to Roswell actually I actually flew back with uh, Toby right because we were psyched too because we were about to show my, uh, Mike one of my best friends I mentioned earlier he had a documentary he he put out about experiences that I'm in my first documentary nice and I and I was so psyched right you know first time I did in one I also a videographer in it because I 
like I said, I like to take video and stuff like this. And it's actually where I first kind of told my story. And he was always supportive of it and cool. And what then it gets really wild though, and I'll tell you that when we get to it. So but I better say that now. So anyway, <laughs> in that documentary, right before me, there's a there's a Dr. Long, and he's talking about balls of light in Yakima and then it transitions to me and I'm talking about and showing my balls of light in Yakima we were both unaware he'd been in it for x amount of time I met him later Mike and they added me and so they put that that pull is always kind of makes you shake your head again why I, I wish there was a doctors mental health professionals that took it seriously so when you're at the edge and you just want to be pulled back there's no one right here to pull you back when things get wild they can get wild. So um, we're at AlienCon. We leave there, go to Roswell. Me and Toby start doing our research thing. Uh, just have books, you know, all these different things, the UFO Museum research. Like, also old interviews, any archive, all that kind of stuff. And I'll say this. I, I can't say too much. And since I'm here, I'm going to say it right now, though. Toby and I have come across new information that is most definitely real, that is a story. And Toby and I, and now John, are doing a, a vest investigation that is seriously, at the end of this, there is a possibility of having a pot of gold. And what that means, some kind of something about craft or NHI. Because I'll say that when it, we first found it, I, I was kind of, wait this stuff sounds familiar some of it but some of it was wild and then toby and i sent it to we'll call him johnny <laughs> we sent it to johnny and johnny's like dude give me more of this all right so i did and this just kept happening and then it became oh this is too much we need to find somebody else to see right and no, it wasn't too much. What we had allowed us to validate and verify a lot of stuff on our own, which led us to some more information, which led us to some more, which led us to, we have a very, very interesting case, uh, investigation going on. But here's the thing, guys, and I'm going to say this. So far, I've spent everything I have on equipment. Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. I've documented everything. When this happened, I had two cameras, 4K rolling, all this stuff the whole time. But I'm broke, guys. So here, I'm going to be doing a Patreon for this investigation because we're going to need to do some places, go some places, do some things, talk to some people, serious stuff. So right now, if you want, I have a on my, I have a, uh, I guess you would say on my Twitter, a what are those link thing, whatever. You can always send money there, but I'm going to try to do a Patreon so we can do it more legit because this needs to be done quick. It's actually on a time frame, not for two reasons that I, I can't really talk about. I can't. Here's how crazy and serious it is. I don't want to talk about it at all for multiple reasons, serious reasons. And the uh, people will want and take it. And there's people who do want to stop stuff like that, right? Right, absolutely. And I'm not saying anything here or there. What I'm saying is this. No matter what, this story is here. It's, it's pretty, a lot of it it's a story that we're going to print anyway and it's crazy but a lot of it is quite true and it allowed me to see beyond the other side kind of like oh it did happen and now we're just trying to figure out and hear me again guys is real so 
get ready. If you guys want any way you could support this investigation, reach out to me or Toby or John because it's real and we want to do it ourselves. We've got a lot. And I think we can do it ourselves. And I'll say this wild stuff. It feels like my alien overlords want me to do this, right? <laughs> so uh, we'll be doing that. Okay. And I was down there and that's all I did down there, research work. And now here we are. So I, I that's one of my, probably my passions. I, actually, I just got four more books, man. I'm sitting here with my hand, <laughs> UFO crash retrievals, the Gleek investigation status reports, one through seven. Because I wanted the physical copies. It makes them sometimes easier for Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I'm a physical a bunch copy of these. guy. <laughs> and I just, I do this and it's fun and it actually kind of saved my life, right? Yeah. It's that yeah. higher power. That's right. I'm a, I'm a better self. I, I try not to get involved in bullshit. I, I hang out with cool people like you, man. We do good shit. That's Tell right. them what we do, man, about UAP Med. Say that again, <laughs> because that's important to me. You promote it now. Yeah, man. UAP Med. Um, you know, we're trying to educate medical professionals so uh, about experience or exposure. This way they don't get misdiagnosed. Um, a lot of people that I, I personally know, people that I've helped work with, with MUFON's ERT, Experience or Resource Team, um, they kind of have gone to their doctors and told them about what's happening. And uh, I know people that have gone and been sent to mental institutions for this. Um, and that's not helping the the. Uh, the exact cause of what's going on. It, it does nothing to help whatsoever. Um, and we're trying to stop that. And we also know other people that have been thrown on all kinds of different medications. And I mean, multiple pills a day just to get through a day um, and act like a zombie. And that's not helping either. Um, so we're doing everything in our power. Shane is doing a lot of our video stuff, doing amazing work with that, getting the word out down there with Toby. Um, and uh, it's just something great to be a part of. And uh, I'm happy you're a part of it, Shane, because you're doing amazing work with it as well, man. All of us together are, are making this happen. So I'm happy about it. And I appreciate it. I actually appreciate you doing it, Ted, Deb, Toby. This stuff's important to me. People think we're out here getting rich. Man, I think you're out there being this rich MUFON investigator, man. investigator solving cases and making the money. It's like, <laughs> Everything I do to talk about this is literally on our own, our dime, just through yes. messages, right? Yes. And it's it's helped me though. So I actually call them my higher power because I'm here and I met Christopher Bledsoe and I've talked to him before, but he it, it's it's amazing to meet individuals and see the different things. Like I've I know so much about this the varying topic because of my experience. I just want to know what was going on around me. And there's people that know more. I get that, but I'm also why is that to not stop learning and just to kind of, you know, pay attention because it gets weirder and weirder and weirder. That's I also right, need man. to say that uh, we'll end up the documentary uh, as within, so without check it out on Patreon, uh, Roswell UFO Symposium and all the things that I've talked about, those are super important, but Wounded Warrior and UAP Med, I'll never stop screaming about those things, right? Because it was an issue you just talked about I had and I met individuals were trying to do something about it. I said, I'll do what I can. And I just so be, I happen to be good at yapping now. And <laughs> I read about the topic. So I just podcast, radio, show, you know, spaces as much as I can and do it in a way to promote conversations, non-toxic behavior. You know, you can do things and disagree 
because that's how you learn. Absolutely. I mean, science is collaboration. It's hard to collaborate when half the people hate half the people for silly, superficial reasons or things that we should be getting over because this is the biggest event in human history. That's right. I mean, it's like, in my eyes, it's like seeing God, right? Yeah. So I'm kind of blown away that people would rather do this, that, and, and it makes zero sense. Maybe even people who have experienced it, it takes a while to come over to what it was. So I'm grateful that I'm here. And I'm not going to say I'm grateful for them starting me here because I did. they're still here and I still have no clue what's going on. I'm, I have more of an understanding of what our government knew, which is a lot, not much, but I... I also have more of an understanding of the amount, right? And the variation, but I, I can't begin to tell you that anyone will probably ever, even when our government says, we think we have disclosure, we're still going to be clueless. Of course. Of course. <laughs> right? Of course. So, that's the mystery. It's a mystery wrapped in a clue, which makes me go crazy now. <laughs> I'm like, I'll solve it. Let me try to solve it. <laughs> that's great, man. So what was the second the second uh, conference was that was U X UFO Exposure oh, Con yes. right Tom Reed I got on my little my little tirade there sorry about that yeah so I went to UFO Expo which was in Roswell that was super yes. cool too because we were live there and one of the things we did there me and Toby spoke on the panel uh, for the Roswell Daily Record nice. about the Roswell incident and I I kind of was I actually couldn't talk about at the time any of what I just said so that's the first there you got that. So that I actually uh, had to say minimal there, there at the time, <laughs> and we kept doing whatever to figure out what's going on. And so Expo, we ended up meeting a lot of cool, more UFO Twitter people, which was one of my favorite things. And then we we watched uh, the documentary, I think played for the first time, and I got to sit there and it was surreal. And people got to have their book moments with when they saw my videos multiple people grabbing afterwards coming up to me hey or other people in there and i that's cool that's the only reason i was doing spaces and things like that or talk about my experience in podcasts maybe someone goes oh that's just like mine i'm not that shit crazy right right that's a big part of it man you know yeah it is the expo was amazing going live i had a guy thrown in the fire there like i'm a av guy like i said i got podcast stuff like that love videography but man i had to do my own live and all that stuff so i'm sitting there setting my equipment up taking it down <laughs> trying to go live from a location and learning on the fly because most of it's new equipment like i said right. i bought it broke myself to do this investigation and try to record as much as i can and i'll be damned if i didn't who were some of the people that you got to interview there can you name a couple of them yeah um so daryl sims was there we talked to him um melissa tittle Oh, she was she was there. She was cool as she's hell. Cool, yeah. yeah, yeah, she's. Cool. I didn't get a chance to interview her though because her documentary was airing, and I was actually because there was some confusion at the time of which booth was ours. We weren't even set up at the time, so I missed interviewing her. And then I ended up. Uh, who else did we interview? Oh, we interviewed Sarah Lee and Packy, her husband, who owned the Roswell Daily Record, one of the owners. And so I'm a, like I said, I'm a reporter there. We talked about the topic we the mayor i think as well and then tom reed um from um the incident uh, i'm going to say that i messed the name up berkshire 
Berkshire, okay. Yeah, from Berkshire Internet. He's super cool. And uh, oh, Ben Hansen was there too. Yeah. He's super cool, super tall. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, Karen, Karen Broad was there. And I think who else? I talked to all these individuals. They're good. Actually, a lot of them are good friends too. They're such cool, kind people. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah, some man. of the best people I met from ufo actually the best people i've met i only talk to people from ufo twitter and whatever right yeah. because they get it they know that all those hang-ups and stuff out well not everybody all those hang-ups and stuff out there are a little wild considering what's really going on that's right man that, so, when i first went to my first conference man i was completely hooked it was like this is what it's all about coming together as people and meeting new people and and being able to talk about it and get it off your chest and and the other person sit there and say yeah i know something just like that too and and then be making these friendships and learning this information and there's just nothing better <laughs> you know in my opinion. oh i agree my first one was vernal utah the ufo symposium i met chris lato veterans cool as hell uh let's let uh, alexi Nobetsky, um which is Lucia's Labs, right? But I also think Carl Vibe, Carl the Crusher, I mean, and then I'm trying to think who else. Dr. Segola from Skinwalker was there talking about a device that he had created for Super Experience, the Super Experience group, the, uh, what's their name? The government was uh, monitoring. Uh, oh, Harrow or uh, it's a... Yeah, no, it's a, it's a name of a, like a, it's supposed to be a collective of a hundred people that were being monitored. I'll think of it in a second. There was just some name that they had, uh, Jim okay. Simivan calls on that as well he was one of them he's talking about that device but i ended up meeting paul heineck there because i already talked to him he's a friend online he's so cool and we, we always talk and stuff and then i hung out uh, charlie boy and all the crew from blind frog ranch they're some of the first people i met and charlie boy he's in my phone i talked and so it's it was surreal to meet these people and talk about these things and he's charlie boy perry no shit uh, this is so cool man i forgot about this oh charlie boy buried like I said, I had been sick for a minute. Charlie Bar buried a patch of mine with a photo on Blind Frog Ranch. That, that was so cool, man. I completely almost... forgot. <laughs> yeah, that's, he buried it under the portal for me. Goodbyes. That's probably what's going Oh, my goodness. He blessed me, man. See that? I completely, yeah, after that and just cascading series of events and leads. And so every conference I can. Matter of fact, guys, I'm trying. So, again, look for my Patreon. And look, if not, I already got a pay thing set up in my Twitter thing. You want to see me do more adventures, record, put them out there? I can't pay for all of them anymore. I'm going to keep going, paying as much as I can. But this investigation, all this stuff, remember, it's, uh, we're not getting rich on this stuff. Most of this is put all the way back in there. So if you want to see right. more of these conventions, <laughs> you want to see them covered and all this stuff, yeah, hit that up. So. Uh, conventions are my probably one of my favorite things because you meet new people, speak exactly. to new people. Yep. And um, so yeah. after UFO, oh, that's the thing. So I spoke at UFO Expo, right? But here's the real thing. With all this going on, it sounds wild. The Roswell stuff. And then my real first time really being a speaker speaker is going to be Roswell incident. Toby's Roswell Daily Record has going to be the bomb. It's in uh, July, I believe. Check it out, guys. You, it's going to be amazing. Tons of UFO Twitter people and uh, Dr. Alexander. All these people are going to be there. Okay. Colonel Alexander, you know, that are going to be great speakers. On top of that, people who, you know, UFOlogy has some brilliant younger, newer minds. 
the brilliant older people too. I'm not trying to knock any of that. I'm saying there's a lot of people who are now new to it, not I guess relatively new, who have new messages, right? That's it's, right. It's who've been doing new research. So it's not about there's plenty of room for everybody. And Toby's done it, man. It's gonna be an amazing thing. Experiencers cool. huge for experiencers. So check it out. There's VIP passes for it. Awesome. Um, I'll be a, a speaker with uh, my buddy Joe, another veteran. Okay. We're going to be talking about our experience, how wild it got, right? Back and forth. And this uh, alien girl, um, Akashi Chris, they're going to be there live. There's going to be such a good time just from the simple fact that there's also other things going on. You got the UFO Museum going on down there, but the main event's going to be me, guys. It's going to be me. I promise <laughs> you go, we're going to have a good time because <laughs> The fact that Roswell and all this is happening has me think that maybe, just maybe, we'll be ready to announce kind of what we got. Awesome. That's there really live. Good. Oh, that'd be awesome. So, yeah, that's what we're hoping, but that's okay. why we're trying to get them. We have to, we're paying, but we're trying to get the money boots on the ground finished to at least get some of that story there. Okay. But you're going to have to wait until the Roswell event so to get what's going on. And then hopefully, if we get this right, Oh man, actually, if we get this right, we should probably get this, some of this stuff to, to Congress or Senate. Okay. If, if we get it, yeah, they, if they have this, I mean, if that's obviously we got to make it pan out. So you, you don't do, do that now, but if it does, that's stuff they're going to want to know for a fact. Absolutely. That'll be great. I can say that with certain. Well, we, we'll so. definitely be looking forward to that for sure. Um, we got about a minute left. Um, do you want to tell everybody where they can follow you at Shane and Toby and with the work you guys are doing? Um, yeah, Twitter handles, absolutely. all that. So um, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Old Bet Symposium. I think, you know, on it right there. You can also follow me, I think, on, on Instagram. I think it's I'm at Shane Frakes, Shane.Frakes, or whatever that is on there. I'm not a good social media person. Or on UFO, or on YouTube, I'm sorry, uh, Roswell UFO Symposium uh uap med i'm in there as well um i'm on linkedin guys if you want to connect with me on linkedin about anything you know i'm also where else am i at facebook and i think that's about it but it's pretty much old that symposium on twitter that's where i do most of my stuff and linkedin for my professional stuff as well as like i have three podcasts military witness uap is also on youtube so okay. i think that's all spaces that and uh the documentary so uh check it out it's uh i mentioned it earlier make sure you get on that patreon if you want to support mike because it's the first time i get to talk and it's cathartic so i appreciate you having me here yeah absolutely man thank you for coming on today shane and sharing your experience i know that can be hard sometimes but i really appreciate you doing that like you said earlier if, if somebody else will listen and it will help them um so you're helping people by sharing your story and i appreciate you doing that today for sure Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Move on work. And don't you do ERT, man? Doing the good stuff, bro. Yeah, the experience your resource team. That's where it's that's really amazing at. shit. And see, people don't understand it, get it, but that's cutting edge. That's like UAP Med. So thank you for again for being a part of starting that because that's super. That's probably one of the most important things. That and Wounded Warrior. Yeah. I'll be ride or die, you know, for my life. For I that. hear you, brother. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you again, Shane, for coming on. And I want to thank everybody for tuning in to episode 81. Uh, we'll be back next week with the top cases from uh, the, I think, the March MUFON Journal. Um, so that'll be some really cool stuff. And please go check out our sponsor, KMP Expressive Events. 
Um, they do new monthly events, which you can find on our website at ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. They're also helping us throw the Philadelphia uh, first annual Philadelphia UFO Exposure Con on May 20th. Um, so if you guys are interested in that, you can find that in the description of the episode below. Um, and until next time, remember to keep your eyes in the sky. Well, I want to thank Shane for coming on today and sharing his very own UFO experiences. Um, it can be hard to do that at first, but it definitely helps others with coming out and sharing your own experience. So thank you very much, Shane, for doing that and also sharing your experiences um, from Roswell for all the UFO conferences. It was great to hear about it. <clears throat> so thank you for coming on again. Um, everybody, please try to come out on May 20th for the first annual Philadelphia UFO Exposure Con. The link is in the description of the episode below. And you can get your tickets there. One ticket includes everything all day. So I hope to see you there again. That's May 20th. And also check out our sponsor, KMP Expressive Events. Uh, they sponsor every episode and everything we do and make everything possible. Um, you can check them out over at our website at ufoencountersworldwide.wordpress.com. We'll be back next week with another episode with the top cases from the month's MUFON journal. So that should be a great episode. And until next time, remember to keep your eyes in the sky.